so I was like, Angel, uh, I think the only wings you are getting are buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Boneless, though? Doesn't even deserve bones. No. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC, and with me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan. Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And this week, (laughs) we will be fixing what Hollywood loves these days, soft reboots, paying homage (laughs) to the original in the same universe as the original, Mm -hmm. but new young players in the game (laughs) that you may or may not care about. (laughs) Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they just make you wish the originals were back. (laughs) What movie are we fixing? We are fixing the Charlie's Angels soft reboot. Trailer? Trailer. I think women can do anything. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. But I have so many talents. It's like I'm I'm just a decoy star. That's just the way you make me feel. Outstanding angels. You have a new client? I'm the lead programmer on a product that can revolutionize the power industry. But there is a possibility it can be weaponized. Elena, we need to go. No! You're not a waitress? No, I'm Jane. Oh. Who are you? I'm Bosley. Welcome to the Townsend Agency. We exist because traditional law enforcement can't keep up. I don't like that, boy. You guys are like lady spies. Jane's former MI6. Sabina runs the ground game. See, I know stuff. Let's get the weapon before it becomes every bad guy's favorite new toy. Take her to the closet, gear her up. All right, Charlie's Angels, directed and written by Elizabeth Banks, starring Elizabeth Banks as Bosley, Kristen Stewart as Sabina, which is pretty funny because in my favorite SNL sketch with her, she played a character named Sabine. Yappin', we need the Totinos. Ted's here too, and he brought his sister. Great. More hands to help me make delicious Totinos. Pe- <laughs> Oh my. Hi, I'm Sabine. What's your name? I, I've never had one. Naomi Scott, who played Jasmine earlier this year as Elena. And Ella Belinska from who knows what uh, as Jane. Patrick Stewart as another Bosley. Jaiman Hansu as another Bosley. Sam Clayfin. Clayflin. Sam Clayflin. Jonathan Tucker. Nat Faxon as Peter Fleming, our Weasley. Weasley weird-toothed. Were his teeth distracting? He has a mouthful of both adult teeth and baby teeth, and it's <laughs> very distracting. I'm very familiar with Nat Faxon's work, so I no longer find them distracting. Luis Gerardo Mendes as Saint. He was funny. One of our few sources of comic relief. Oh, mints. 
Let's just stop the touching. Some of these blows up. So, Charlie's Angels, without getting into it too much, because you're going to get into the Fresh Hot stats, but mm-hmm. this movie did not do well, and it has been in the news mm-hmm. all over the Twitters. Director Elizabeth Banks <laughs> and her comments, we're going to dive into this before we get into our fixes. Elizabeth Banks suggested that the failure of this movie reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women in action movies. Also claims that the only reason why people saw Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, two films that grossed over a billion dollars, was because they were women who belonged to, quote, a male genre. And said that they only serve to feed into a larger comic book world. Right, because we all remember what a hit that Halle Berry Catwoman movie was. You boys thought you could come in here and steal all these beautiful things? What a perfect idea. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of these comments sound like a little bit of sour grapes. And I understand why she's angry. Her movie failed. I just don't think that it is due to sexism. I think it is due to the fact that it was an uninteresting project from the get-go. It was probably not marketed correctly. I actually went back to watch the trailer, and I was like, okay, what about this trailer is going to turn off people? And the problem is, is the back half of the trailer is great, but the first 20 seconds of the trailer is the opening scene of the movie, which is basically a guy and a girl having a lecture about what a woman can and can't do. And right off the bat, you're setting off a tone of men versus women. Mm -hmm. I think audiences in general are growing tired of that. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's Angels has always been about women. So I don't really know why in this case she's like, men don't want to see this because the first Charlie's Angels reboot with... Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu was a massive hit. People obviously wanted to see mm-hmm. women do action, but not just any woman. They they wanted to see Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz and like, you know, they're bankable stars, right? They wanted to see bankable stars do awesome action stuff. Kristen Stewart is a hard sell like she she's I think she's great I love her but I think if you were to go out and do a poll and say hey Kristen Stewart is she gonna is that name gonna bring you to a film I doubt anyone is saying yes yeah and then the other two the star of Aladdin is brand new her biggest film was this same year and the other actress Bella I've never heard of her so you're not giving me bankable stars you're already setting it up in the trailer in the first scene to have an agenda I feel like you're setting it up to fail on many different fronts. And I don't necessarily agree that men don't want to watch movies where women kick ass. And and guys suck. But like as a group, they're the worst. Individually, there's there's some good ones. But we still pay to see movies. And you got to like not give us a lecture in the movie. We're not going to go. We don't want to go see that. So I think that maybe Elizabeth Banks is seriously showing some sour grapes here. And I don't, I'm not going to say that it's career ending, but I don't think her comments today are doing great things for her career. Well, I think her issue is more with the studios than with the audience, because I think what she's saying is that essentially the failure of her movie perpetuates the idea that it failed because it was a bunch of women in the starring roles. And her problem is 
with the idea that it could be a reason why something else wouldn't happen that was starring a woman that the studio would say, no, well, remember how much of a flop Charlie's Angel was? Now we're not going to make your movie. Because I don't think she thinks men don't see movies starring women when they're action movies. She's saying that that is a misconception, that it's not true, and that it's what the studios will say because of this movie failing. And I really think all of her comments are directed into the system and don't need to be directed at the audiences who are going to hear it and be like, oh, that's what you think, Elizabeth Banks? Like, she's putting herself on an island that she doesn't need to be on. She needs to take this conversation to the workplace. Like, I, I do feel bad. The trailer's not great. I barely remember it. And I don't know why it's Kristen Stewart and some nobodies. Like, nobody wanted to do this movie? What happened? I don't think the movie is that bad. I think the marketing was a complete failure. And why does this movie come out in the middle of November? Like, what are we doing? Like, just the formula was there for you. You didn't have to just, like, guess at how to make a successful Charlie's Angels movies. It's, like, cast good actresses that are entertaining, that have chemistry together, and market the shit out of that movie with a great song, like they did with the Destiny's Child song back in 2000. Uh, They did that with this. This song is so bad. It's very bad, but the song has Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. I would have rathered those three women starred in this movie. But the thing is, I like the positive change that's happening. Mm -hmm. But do I want a lecture about why it's good that they're in the movie? No. I think when I watch movies now, I don't want to see the change that they've made to make it like more diverse to make a point. I don't want to see that. I just want to notice the difference. I just want to see a movie where I'm watching it and I'm watching Force Awakens and just the whole time I'm like, Ray's a badass. I don't need to think that girl Ray is a badass. <laughs> like, I don't need that yeah. pointed out to me. And this this is Charlie's Angels. This has always been women kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Why are we making a point about it? I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like the entire movie was that way. But to start yeah. the trailer off with that and to start the movie off with that, it's so complicated. I hate it. It is. It is. It's, I love stuff like Star Wars because I'm seeing black person, an Asian person, white person, uh, Guatemalan, <laughs> um, Oscar Isaac, I see you, Guatemalan. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't care if you change your name to Isaac. So... <laughs> <laughs> But I like seeing this because I'm like, this is the world that we really live in. We really live in a super diverse world. And I'm so happy that there are kids that are going to grow up seeing a black person in a lead role, a Latino in a a lead role, and Mm -hmm. that all this change is happening. But at the same time, you said it perfectly. You don't want someone telling you the change. You just want to notice the change. And that is, that's kind of where I'm at. It literally happened in Terminator Dark Fate. Sarah Connor's like she's John I'm like yeah no I get it that the Mexican girl is the new white boy I get it (laughs) like thank you Linda Hamilton she's John (laughs) I'm like (laughs) there was um, a moment in that one too where they're like you're the leader you're not the mom 
of the leader. I know. It was so like, over the top. Uh, why are you doing this? Just, just let it happen. Just let it happen. I mean, like, just let it happen. Let it happen and let it be, be good. Because when it's good, no one's going to focus on what you change to make it more diverse or more inclusive. You're just going to notice that it's good. And that's what matters. Yes. Nobody's looking for representation in a shitty movie. People want to see themselves <laughs> in a good movie. So make a good movie. <laughs> Just make a good movie <laughs> with a Latino female and don't tell us, hey, look, a Latino female. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's exactly what nobody wants. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad we had this discussion. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it did not devolve into... Me throwing things at you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've had to duck before. And I'm glad that nothing, I didn't have to duck or nothing hit me. Uh, in the face <laughs> me screaming and ba- bandaging my head ends up in the outtakes every time let's all just calm down everybody just go watch pitch perfect 2 elizabeth banks directed that i love that movie did we do that on the no pod? we did pitch perfect 3 Ew. she did not direct that one <laughs> that one was not so great it's one of those movies where we had to learn the lesson to not do movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right Charlie's Angels. Okay, so Charlie's Angels as a franchise, though, what's your relationship to it? Do you like it? Does it affect you? Is it part of your pop culture? How invested are you in Charlie's Angels, Lady One? Almost not at all. But you're a female. (laughs) I know. And I definitely have at least two girlfriends. Like, (laughs) I don't understand. No, my honestly, out of like all of Charlie's Angels pop culture, the best thing about it to me is that Independent Women Part 1 song. It was so okay. great. Who played the like hot boyfriend in the first Charlie's Angels? Um, Joey from Friends? <laughs> I thought it was Luke Wilson. Hold on. I don't know. There's more than one man in it. Oh, yeah. That first one has Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Luke Wilson. Tom Green. <laughs> Because oh. <laughs> I think that's when he was dating Drew Barrymore, yeah. correct? Yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Told there you. he is as another one of the hottie love interests. <laughs> See, like they all had like hot boy love interests. It wasn't a thing back then. It was just women kicking booty and getting some D on the side. <laughs> like any respectable action star. That's true. <laughs> if you're an action star, you get that booty. Whether you're a girl or a boy, mm-hmm. you kick butt and then you get butt. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you for getting right back on mic to snort laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charlie's Angels for me, I saw the first one in the theater, liked it, saw the second one in the theater, didn't like it as much, but it was still fun because you loved Drew Barrymore, you loved Cameron Diaz. Lucy Lou, all right, fine. <laughs> I saw them both. I enjoyed Charlie's Angels. That said, I didn't hate this movie. No, it's not bad. It's not like amazing. It's just like fun. Yeah. Like maybe it should have been like a series on Amazon or something. Then I would have been like, wow, this is the best. That would be so much better. It was a TV show. Why didn't they just make it a TV show again? Just do another TV show. All right, show. that's the fix. You Done. did two movies. You did two <laughs> movies. Do another TV show. Anyway, but what did audiences think? I think we know how this is going to go. Lady One, give us the Fresh Hot stats. This movie opened on November 15th to $8.5 million in the U.S. That's bad. It made another $19 million overseas, but... Uh, that's still not a whole lot 
The budget was $48 million. You have to do better than the opening weekend for Pitch Perfect 2, which, as I mentioned before, is a great movie. <laughs> oh, didn't even do better than that. Dude, Pitch Perfect 2 opened to, like, almost $70 million. There is no hype for this movie. No, I, I get I blame the studio more than I blame the movie because I have seen so many movies this year that had a killer trailer and I was so 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 pumped and then the movie was trash and this was so much better than the trailer would lead you to believe <laughs> I've seen a lot of garbage this year yeah, we we both have that's, that's on the podcast <laughs> check the catalog <laughs> check the catalog of terrible shit we should be just called All right. screen shits. That's that screen shits is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. <clears throat> Good. This movie is sixty percent fresh, but it has an audience score of eighty one percent. See, there you go. The two thousand version was only sixty eight percent fresh, and it has Ooh. an audience score of. 45%. Oh my goodness gracious. Directed by Mick G, <laughs> who basically just made music video esque movies. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take the audience score percentage as a grade, 81 is like a B minus. And I would totally give this movie a B minus. And he called himself Mick G. Just Mick G. It's very dumb. Okay, so that movie, audiences are, the ones that do see it seem to be okay with it. Yeah. But nobody is seeing it. Nobody. Nobody nobody cares. Mm. This movie needs a Care Bear stare. That's so specific <laughs> and so out of nowhere. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, anyway. Yeah, you do. We're going to fix it. But before we fix it, I need to give you a quick plot summary provided by Movie Pooper. Movie Pooper wiping away the excess. Gross. Here we go. Scientist Elena Huffman develops a new kind of technology called Callisto for tech CEO Alexander Brock, which can revolutionize the power industry, but also be weaponized in the wrong hands. After she plans to be a whistleblower for her company, she is targeted by an assassin named Modak. Angels Sabina Wilson and Jane Cano save Elena and have her join their team, led by Rebecca Boz Bosley. After trying to regain Callisto prototypes, the team learns that Elena's boss, Peter Fleming, stole them to sell to a buyer. They track him in Istanbul, but fail to stop the buy, even after Fleming is killed by Hodak. Boz leaves the team during the mission, which leads them to suspect she may be a mole. It turns out the real mole is John Bosley, the oldest working Bosley who started his own network of criminals after he was forced into retirement. The team saves Elena at a party hosted by Brock. Jane kills Hodak, and Boz brings out other angels to subdue John's men while she gets knocked out as well. Brock is arrested and Elena is officially made an angel. Thank you. That is the Charlie's Angel summary provided by Movie Pooper. That was nice and short. That's a one pinch summary. All right. A lot of people work on a movie, even a piece of crap like this. It's not a piece of crap. (laughs) It's a B minus. Okay. A lot of people work on a movie. I know. I worked in LA. Mm-hmm. That's how that sounded. I know. God, I hate when I get like that. <laughs> you got you to bring me back down to earth. Yeah, I did by on. making that noise. You did. You did. I'm a shithead. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is something you liked about Charlie's Angels? Pay these people respect. I actually really enjoyed the fight scenes at the quarry particularly the juxtaposition of Jane and Sabina to highly trained agents fighting highly trained assassins and 
Elena, like struggling, bouncing around in this office, just trying mm-hmm. to do anything she can to fight off this yeah. one dude. Like, it's not totally realistic. I mean, this is an action movie based on a 70s TV show. No one's looking for like super realism. But I really liked that she probably did learn Krav Maga at the mall and she's just trying to fight this guy. It was spastic and funny and especially intercut with like Jane's precision and Sabina's toughness. I just really enjoyed that whole sequence. I thought that was great. Awesome. What did you like about this movie? And don't shift into a complaint as you so often do. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I am a self-professed, non-apologetic, Kristen Stewart lover. I don't know what it is, man. She's just those, cool. Uh, those non-binaries. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, she, I, she's super cool. She's super cute. I want to hang out with her. She would roll her eyes at some shit you say. Oh my God, she'd love me. I think she would she'd hate She'd love you. me. No, she'd love me. No, I think she would. She would. Nope, Mm. 100%. Mm -mm. I could keep up with her snark. I could be snarky. Yeah, no, I don't don't think that's what she's uh, looking for. And I already like awkwardly twitch and everything. (laughs) (laughs) You can bond over that. Yeah, we can bond over our awkward twitches and mannerisms. All right, so... I really loved that she got a chance to do something different, yes. something fun. She's obviously having a blast and throwing herself into this role. Yeah. And I loved her for it. It was a different look for Kristen Stewart, and I was down for it. I would have watched a movie that was just Kristen Stewart as a spy. I really would have. Hmm. Maybe she'll make one, and maybe it'll make $100 million. I hope so, because dudes want to watch women kick butt and then get butt. Again. <laughs> I feel like get butt is a terrible phrase. <laughs> so how did it go last night? Did you get butt? Like, that's <laughs> awful. That's my new phrase for when I get lucky. Hey, uh, Lady one. you know that date I went on? I got butt. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's what I liked. But without further ado, what do you say we fix this movie. What do you think? Let's do it. Lady One, why don't you lay on us your first fix? My first fix came from a question that I found myself asking repeatedly through this movie. How the hell does Callisto work? Science. Right? It was so vague and they sort of explained how it worked. They explained how it could be used as a weapon. I got that. But they made a point in the presentation scene of saying how it sinks to the other ones and how it can form a network and it stays off the grid. Oh, yeah. And then they, they were like, and now let's all connect. Right. And they went boop, 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 boop. And it they did. lit up. And then that didn't come back at all. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> like, no. The connecting. Just irrelevant. Yeah. Just like what a, was that? I don't know. Fun fact. Also, they go through that whole crazy adventure to get the one from her lab out and steal the others from the vault. And they've already been stolen from the vault. That makes sense. I get it. But the one from her lab, she uses it and then, you know, kills a guy. She totally killed Ralph. She did. Like, he's dead. Straight up killed Ralph. And it's not even that big of a deal. I... Like, she's not any kind of agent or spy. She's not used to killing people. No. She just kills the security guard where she used to work. Yeah. Like, they they were on a first name basis. I mean, partially because he worked security, but also she knew his name. So that's, yeah, she killed that guy. But then when they get the door open, she says to Jane, oh, just leave it. It's useless now. I'm like, wait, why is it useless now? You just killed a man. Like, shit. 
I think you should take it with you. you it was so weird. Like they're not reprogrammable or no, something? Like, like there's not like valuable parts in there that scene, in this rare object? Right. That scene in particular really kind of drove the point home to me that this Callisto is just a MacGuffin. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It's just follow it. it yeah. That's all it is. And I was like, that that's a waste. And It's just like a fancy bomb. Yeah. But it's supposed to be so much smarter than that. So yeah. my fix would be to actually explain what it is. And here's mm-hmm. how specifically I would have them do that. So first of all, we got to cut that weird retirement party for Patrick Stewart Bosley way down. Ah. There's like so much Michael Strahan in that scene. <laughs> he just keeps yes. talking. They give him like more lines than any other person. So I'd like to imagine that like a different person is getting lines in different international releases. But I had to sit through Michael Strahan and I'm not into it. <laughs> So I would cut that way down. We don't need how long that went on for. You just don't like his stupid, gappy tooth face. I don't like how jolly he is. Nobody's that happy all the time. I don't he like is. that. He is. He's rich. Feels he's like fake. A, he's like a sack leader Ugh. and he's rich. Ugh. It feels fake. I don't like and it. And he told Kelly Ripa to suck it. Well, yeah, I don't like that either. I love Kelly Ripa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's how we're going to do this. We're going to cut that scene way down. And then we can use that valuable screen time to pump up Elena's role in the presentation to the room of investors and British billionaire. So she can present and explain how it all works. This way, one, the audience will know how it works. Two, we get to see how important Elena is to the project. Because as far as we know, she's just on the team and then she's just standing in the background. So I don't know what she did. So it makes her more important to the project. And three, it gives us an understanding of why Nat Faxon's character is so concerned about her report about how it's not safe and being so concerned about it. Because if she is integral to the presentation and selling this to the investors, then that's why it's important that she's not on board. Otherwise, she's just some girl standing in the background in a lab coat. Like that that scene could have done more to establish Elena as important and also explain what the hell they were following around the whole time. That's my fix. You wanted her to... Blind you with science. Burr, burr. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I wanted. More women in STEM. <laughs> Always an agenda. God damn it. JC, what's your first fix for Charlie's Angels? Okay, my first one involves a scene that happens too early. Hmm. There's a scene where they all have to go in, the a scene that you mentioned where they go in and they have to steal the Callisto devices mm-hmm. from, from Elena's old company. And uh, one of Jane's jobs is to go in and I don't even know what her Truly, I don't remember why was. she was in that lab. It's so confusing that the plan makes very little sense. I mean, there's even one part where they ask Sabina to do your distraction methods and her distraction methods distract one guy. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is the point of all of this? And that's kind of how I feel about this entire sequence. But anyway, she's in there and there's a guy in there, mm-hmm. the lovely, nerdy, handsome Langston. But she's in there and she starts awkwardly flirting with him. And it's been kind of established in the scene before this one that she is kind of cold. She actually says at a point after this scene that... People think she has no feelings. I thought she was just British. And that was... (laughs) But, like, this flirtation scene happened so early in the movie Mm -hmm. 
that there's no development there. She should be doing this flirting thing later in the movie after Sabina has had influence on her at a point where the team has had influence on her. I actually thought of something that is probably funnier and more interesting. Mm -hmm. I want Sabina and Jane to be more adversarial for most of the movie because it's established in the first scene when Jane kicks Sabina off the roof that they're not pals. Yeah. And I wanted a scene where Jane claims that Sabina's skills in seducing men is actually kind of a useless thing. Okay. And I want Sabina to be like, oh, yeah, you think you can do what I do? Why don't you go in and seduce that guy for this next part of the mission? And Jane's like, I can do it. And I want her to go in and she has to seduce this guy, but she's terrible at it. (laughs) And that's part of like the whole comedy and also her being like, okay, Sabina really does have skills that Mm -hmm. I don't have. And we both bring something to the table. So I wanted Jane's flirtation scene to come later in the film when she's changing as a person Mm -hmm. and where the other team members are having an effect on her, it it just would have made sense. Yeah. No, I I like that change. It gives her more of a character arc and it gets rid of like an unnecessarily like weird comedy beat question mark. Was it supposed to be funny? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like sexy or funny and I don't, I don't know that that's good. I would have rather that that flirtation scene was a, a purposeful comedic setup. Yeah. Let her be like spectacularly bad at it. Because she's so clinical and cold. And here she is trying to break out of that mold, showing character growth. Yes. What a weird idea. Hmm. Who would have thought? Growth like that thing on my Aunt Edna's foot. I don't, I don't like that. Lady Wan, what is your second fix? My second fix is actually related to what you said about uh, Langston. Lang- yes, Langston. Yes, whatever. Langston. Noah yeah. Centineo. Hot nerd. Whatever. Hot nerd. Everybody just knows his name. Young Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I like that. He's cute. Um, I don't know how old he is, though. Whatever. It's not important. He's from some Netflix show. Oh, to all the boys I've loved before. There are stars coming out of Netflix now. I watched that on a plane. I cried so hard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I cried everything I watch on an airplane. So while I appreciated his presence in this movie, we didn't need a forced love story between him and Jane. They shared one moment, which, as you just described in your last fix, wasn't really that great. It was kind of of place. Um, She just (laughs) eats a bite of his sandwich and he's okay with it. Um, And he's like a weird germaphobe and that gets her hot? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Good luck with that guy going down on you. double down on this joke but i also don't want you to leave it in so i'm not gonna say it say it we don't know that could have been a tuna sandwich oh (laughs) god that's terrible So I didn't want the forced love story between the two of them. Yes, she's beautiful. Yes, he has puppy dog eyes. But they didn't really have chemistry. There's no need to throw them together at the end. That actress doesn't have chemistry with anyone in this movie, period. No, she's she's tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Just I kept noticing in scenes with her and Naomi Scott, like how difficult it must have been to frame them because they're like a foot apart. (laughs) Anyway, so at the end, after the angels have saved the day, uh, Langston asks Jane out and she's going to go out with him. But that, yeah. 
I didn't like that. It doesn't need to happen. We don't need him to ask her out. They don't really have anything going on anyway. And then we're doing to him what all of these movies do to the women in them, which is just like, oh, look, attractive person. And now you've got the girl. Like, why do we need to turn him into just like an object for an unnecessary love story? Don't do that to Noah Centineo. Just let him be a scientist. Why do you look so confused by this? Uh, I would let that actress make me into an object in a heartbeat. Did you see her? Yeah, you're, it undermines my fix to go with this, though. <laughs> I want to yes and you, but like you're ruining the point of my fix. She could wipe her dirty feet on my hair. Okay, now it's just getting too weird. <laughs> JC, what's your last fix for Charlie's Angels? Okay, so this movie needed to really dive into the soft reboot aspect of itself Mm -hmm. more than just showing a montage that showed the late 70s angels and (laughs) the early 2000s angels some rough photoshop some really bad photoshop so let's not just do that let's let's actually make this movie some money Mm -hmm. let's not bank it on like a controversial indie star and two unknowns. Let's go ahead and throw in this movie, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu. When's the last time you've seen any of those actresses? The Santa Clarita Diet. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix, man. Everybody's on Netflix. They are not doing much. No, they're not. I think Cameron Diaz like retired. Exactly. So they're just really not doing much. Drew Barrymore is one of the producers on this movie. Yes, she is. Let's tie them into the plot, okay? So the one who's really behind Patrick Stewart's Bosley is none other than Cameron fucking Diaz. She's the big bad of the whole movie. She's one of the angels gone wrong. And guess what? To bring her down, they're going to need help. And you know who they need to enlist? The ones who know Cameron Diaz the most, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu. So now our angels are Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Kristen Stewart, Ella Balinska, and new recruit. What's her name? Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott. Let's go ahead and bring all of them in for a badass shootout crazy ass scene i want to see cameron diaz fight drew barrymore to the goddamn death i want to see it to the damn death because at the end they're gonna kill cameron she's gonna get her neck wrapped around a rope or something and kicked off of a ledge or something like that yeah that's very specific yeah you've thought about yeah let's do it Let's okay. go ahead and make this the soft reboot it is. Let's bring in our old characters. Let's make this movie some money. I miss these actresses. They were big bankable actresses. Let's yeah, they were. Br- let's bring them back for the finale of this movie. It's a good idea. I mean, Drew Barrymore's a producer. Why didn't she do that? And she's like totes adorable still. She's lovely. Cameron Diaz kind of looks like the Cheshire Cat, but with a wig on, but whatever. <sighs> what? What's wrong? She does. She's got that big ass weird mouth. All those, all those teeth? Netfax's teeth are worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess without further ado, we should consider this movie Screen, Screen Charlie. Lady Wan, do you have a final thought on Charlie's Angels, the reboot? I do. I'm disappointed that this movie didn't do well. 
because I was hoping that we would get a sequel like the 2001 did. The movie did build a world. It did expand the world of Charlie's Angels. They established there all over in these different European sites. They train in California. Look, here's the cool house. It built a world. And it's a shame that we're not going to get to see that because the end credits with the other Angels recruits, I want to see another Charlie's Angels movies with Haley Steinfeld in it. That would be so good, right? Who doesn't love Haley Steinfeld? I love her. <laughs> She's so great. She's fantastic. I'm going to watch her series Dickinson for sure. And I'm not even going to make a pun. Oh so, my God, you've grown during the course of this episode. <laughs> I have grown. <laughs> I am so woke from Charlie's Angels. Oh, never mind. You're back down. I'm back down. All <laughs> no, right. So, it's over. Nope. JC, do you have a final thought on this Charlie's Angels movie? Yes. So Charlie's Angels 1 had funny Bosley, Bill Murray. Charlie's Angels 2 had funny Bosley, Bernie Mac. Where's my funny Bosley? Elizabeth Banks was not funny Bosley. Mm. I would have rather that it had been like Melissa McCarthy or... Kate McKinnon. I don't know. Like, I wanted, like, a comedic Bosley. I want funny Bosley. And Elizabeth Banks was not funny Bosley to me. She wasn't very funny. Kristen Wiig would have been a good funny Bosley. Patrick Stewart's not funny Bosley. Miss Opportunity. Lady One, why don't you send us home? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us or follow us on Instagram. Both of those are at ScreenFixPod. And we're also on Facebook. Just search for ScreenFixPodcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Libsyn, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Please leave a review. It really helps us. And we'll read it on the show next time. I totally promise to do that. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show. Be part of the show. Yeah, please. And donate. We want to keep this thing going forever. It does cost money. (laughs) Forever is like giving me anxiety. (laughs) It does. The show causes us much anxiety. It is a labor of love. It is. And a drain on our pocketbooks. What am I, old lady? Yes. I must be old lady Bosley. My pocketbook. JC, can you go grab my pocketbook? I need to get out a nickel to pay for this here milk. (laughs) Okay. Now, why don't we leave everybody with... Good morning, Charlie. In your best dapper gentleman. Oh, fuck you. No. (laughs) Stop making me always be dudes. How about instead of me having to be a dude, even though this movie is not about dudes, I could just say, good morning, Charlie, and I'll say it three different times and you could layer me over myself and I will sound like three ladies. Perfect. I am going to say good morning, angels, as Charles Townsend, and you answer as the angels. Here we go. Good morning, angels. Good Good morning, morning, Charlie. Charlie. Ah, 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 ah. Did any of you get butt? (laughs) (laughs) All right, stay tuned next week where we will be fixing another film. Truly, I I have no idea. We'll figure it out. Tweet at us. What do you want us to fix? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. What do you want us to fix? Join in. Fix Nation. (laughs) Bye, everybody.
should have just changed it up to be all hip. They could have called it like Chuck's Shortes. <laughs> no, not better. <laughs> not better. 